Welcome to the Imperfect Podcast. I'm Joe Kane. I'm Dan Kane. And I'm Wayne Heckler. And today we're giving you our top 10 list of cinematic villains. To the bumper. All right, so we're going to give our list of top 10 cinematic villains. Um, let's start right out. Let's get right into this. Who's our number 10 spot? Number 10, we have Kate Fear, Max Cody, who was played by Robert De Niro, but not originally. Who was the original one? Robert uh, Mitchum. Robert Mitchum. Rob Mitchum. Okay. But the one that I always stands out to me is De Niro, probably just because... Well, you're you know. a huge De Niro fan. Yes, but uh, just he's just brutal in that. He's just evil, you know. He, he he basically he goes to jail, and he's his lawyer, who's played by Nick Nolte. Yes, Nick Nolte. Yeah. Um, hides some evidence. evidence that he the guy was guilty, but he hid some evidence that would have got him off. Because he knew the guy was such a bastard <laughs> that, he, that he, he went away. And, and, and while he was in jail, he became literate. He read. He found out these things. So when he got out, he was he out. Trained. He was out <laughs> like for he him. He worked yeah. out. I yeah. mean, this guy, his whole life in, in jail. Covered in was, tattoos from what I remember. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. set up. His goal in jail was to get even with this lawyer. That was yeah. his primary focus. Yep. It was his nemesis. That was like that's why he's the uh, number one villain. Yeah. Well, well number, number ten, 10 at least. You know, <laughs> <laughs> number ten on our he made list. A list. Number ten right. list. Yeah. He he became literate, so he found out all this stuff, read about it, and knew his lawyer could have gotten him off, and just simply didn't. And uh, he stalked his whole family. Yeah. And why he's scary is also, you know, um, the way he played on his wife and his daughter at the same time. Yep. And it was a sad moment that the mother was actually going to go along with him just to protect the daughter. Yeah. So it's that moment you would feel as a father and a husband to actually be tied up watching this. So right. that's kind of, yeah, that's yeah. a tough one. Um, he, he killed the family dog. Right, right. The dog went out. Once, once you start killing animals, you know that's you that's know it's really serious. <laughs> oh, you were serious about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, another one, I guess, is Fatal Attraction. That's our number nine spot. Yeah, Glenn Close. Um, she played Alex Forrest. Yeah, that's something that like any any guy who went and saw that is like, I'm never dating again. I, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> no, I just <laughs> I just have this vivid memory of of her uh, with the with the rabbit in the uh, in the stew. Rabbit stew, yeah. Rabbit stew. Yeah. Or the was, hot pot, right? It wasn't in really in the stew. Yeah. It was the whole live rabbit. <laughs> Not live, but it wasn't whole, live full, anymore. The whole, full rabbit. I'm sure he was when he started cooking it, right? But um, that that one's a scary one because most people don't look at that as a scary villain. But when he went out of his way, he had an affair. You know, his wife went away, has an affair with this girl, thinking, hey, you know, I strayed. It might be okay. My wife's gone. And then it comes back to haunt him. Yeah, well. So, you know, that's like it touches the hearts of a lot of men who might think they could get away with it. It's like, wow. You know, she won't go away. You know, in her words, I will not be ignored, Dan. (laughs) I just remember. And I'm like, whoa. You know, it was a scary every moment you know yeah. she echoed through and just it, it was a very like you know a, a great portrayal of complete psychopath you know that that's that's just rivetingly scary you yeah know, she felt used and she's uh, she's fighting back it's a woman scorn and it's I think funny that's you, you almost embodies. are like rooting for her because he was he did do wrong her. right you know right, like right. Yeah. Yeah, she went a little, ca- got a little carried away. Oh, sure, away, but, sure. You know. <laughs> but yeah, so all those men who were thinking of doing it, you know, maybe second guess that. <laughs> with women out there like this. Yeah. 
Oh, moving on the list. Uh, number eight is Scarface. Scarface. Al Pacino. Tony Al Pacino. Montana, played by Scarface. And we tried to make this list like different types of villains that thrown in, not have too many of the same. But, you know, he was essentially uh, in jail. He came over from Cuba yeah. in the 80s when the gates opened and all these criminals came over. It was like one out of every five that came had a criminal record. And... Well, that was... You remember Michelle Pfeiffer in that? Yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you can't really forget Michelle Pfeiffer. Yes, yeah. I <laughs> And, uh, you know, he, he came over. He got his green card by doing little dirty work for a guy that was in the drug business. Yeah. Got in um, and then did whatever it took to get to the top of that business. So... Um, and he and, broke the number one rule: don't get high on your own supply. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what a what a it's very iconic. You know, there's a lot of like major lines that you know say hello to my little friend. And right. Don't ever let me do that again. But right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, that's the one everybody remembers. But it's actually uh, the line that always makes me laugh is when he gets caught counting the money, and uh, he tells the guy, "Well." I have the best lawyer in the world, so by tomorrow you'll be living in Alaska, so dress warm. <laughs> like, stuff like that just makes me laugh. <laughs> um, it was nice how you watch his decline, because first it's on the rise. He's yeah, getting higher yeah. and higher, and he's yeah. doing well. Yep. And then once he starts losing it, then he's, like, in love with his own sister. He gets, you know, jealous yeah, that of was, that. He that went really, you know, went yeah, to the dark side yeah, at that point. I think... Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, my favorite scene in that movie, for some reason, is when he goes to Columbia. To, to to the cocaine deal with the guy yeah. Sosa down in uh, is down this there. the guys with the uh, chainsaw? Uh, no, that's okay, he, that's he, my favorite scene. Uh, that's that, a scary that scene, scene freaks me. me out. And and my wife who can't stand the whole movie likes one scene. It's the scene that's where the, the guy one? gets cut up with a chainsaw. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing like, wow, these guys are serious. Yeah. You know, she, she likes that scene. That's you the bet, you only bet. scene she likes. All right, don't ever show her fatal attraction. <laughs> no, and don't buy some ideas. This is this is why. I can't have lawn equipment. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. No, so what was your favorite scene? Not that one. What were you No, saying? my favorite scene is when he goes down to Columbia to do the deal and he ends up kind of, uh, I guess, overstepping his bounds, but he ends up, the guy down there ends up liking him for the way that he is. Right. He comes back, and that's when he has, ends up having his differences with his boss, which goes south very quick for his boss. He yeah. basically... He goes after Michelle Pfeiffer, who's his boss's girl. Um, the guy tries to have him shot up. Doesn't work. Doesn't work, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, comes back, takes him out, and he's running the business and making money. And, and he does get Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> yeah, he gets Michelle Pfeiffer, but then the it, it escalates to where he just does too much. Yeah, she leaves him, too. She leaves him. Yeah. He, he ends up killing his, his right-hand man and... Uh, Goes south very fast. Uh, so. uh, did he buy a cheetah or a tiger or something? What did he tiger. buy? A tiger, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think people still doing that. They talked about basketball players or football players buying tigers. Something like how they waste money. There was yeah. some show that discussed that. Not to sidetrack us, but yeah. I thought that was interesting. They're still buying tigers. Yeah. I guess he made it cool or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, they had the, they in Hangover. They stole Mike Tyson's tiger. <laughs> That's right. So. Yeah. That was a great um, scene. Was that actually his tiger? I don't know. Imagine getting punched by Mike Tyson. Just how? Uh, what's his name? <laughs> he got punched in the face. What, what's his name? Don't... Zach Galifianakis. Oh, yeah, Ken Galifianakis. What I was Ken thinking Ken. was, imagine I stealing was... a tiger <laughs> and <laughs> getting right. in the car with it. 
Well, Steve. I don't know which is worse. Getting punched by the was it Steve? Um, the guy from Jackass. Yeah. Dove into Mike Tyson's fist. Did he? On one of the on one of those shows. Um, this is completely random. We got way off the topic. That's all right. Um, yeah, Steve O had broken his nose a few years earlier, and uh, basically he went through all the stuff and and tried to get a doctor to fix it, and it was the doctor's like, you know, I have to re-break the nose, and he's like, I'm not, I'm not re-breaking my nose again to 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 fix it. And um, he he asked Mike Tyson, he says, would you punch me in the face to break my nose? Wow. And then, you know, it, it, joking, going back and forth, Mike Tyson puts his arm out during one of the, the celebrity roasts. And Steve-O, full tilt, dives face first into his fist <laughs> and broke his nose again. <laughs> And apparently there was a there was a uh, some kind of uh, holistic medicine guy in the uh, audience who just straightened his nose out right there and then mm-hmm. on, on at the show. That's a pretty cool story. I yeah, like and and it became, it's like perfectly straight. He's got there's pictures of it you can find right. online that are like you know it was it was really he <laughs> was really so crooked weird. and like whatever. And this holistic guy was just like crack and put it right into place. He's like you have to set it now or else it's never going to be wow. right. And he did it. So it worked. It was it actually worked. a successful move. I, I, I don't foresee myself in any given future diving into anyone's fist, let alone Mike Tyson's. Yeah, no. But, he'll bust you up, you know? I'll stop. Like Buster Douglas. Oh, you got to stop. Yeah. Oh, forget it. Which brings us to our number seven sick yes, villain, Steve-O from Jackass. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. For, uh, number seven, the witch from Wizard of Oz. <clears throat> Excuse me. Very iconic. The yes. witch, yeah, I guess as a kid, very scary. It might be one of your first villains as a child. One oh, well, of them, at least. You know, you know, it's funny because you, it's it's more of a, chi- a child's villain. It's yes. not your. We're not talking about a psychopath. We're not talking about someone that's right. it's like deep seated issues or whatever. She's the witch. She's bad. Yeah. Now, uh, Margaret Hamilton played uh, the witch mm-hmm. in that movie, um, and. W- it, it's iconic. Yeah, I mean, we all look at that and you recognize it. That that's that's the big thing about like some of these top ten lists is is it's recognizable. Yeah, you see someone with a green face, it's recognizable. Right. You know, it's and that was even a bigger deal. Brought um, the attention was brought out because it starts off in black and white. Yeah, and once he gets to Oz, everything is colorful. Even his witch's face is green. Yeah, yeah. it just made yeah. it stand out all the more. Yeah, she got lit on fire on that set. In reality, Mar- really Margaret Hamilton. Her. She was doing the the very first scene where you see her uh, pop up, and um, she actually got caught on fire, and and they had to like uh, postpone a lot of the production scenes wow. that she was in um, because she was you know laid up in the hospital. And if you watch the movie, that scene where she first pops up, um, it, or or she first disappears from Munchkinland when she first goes down. And there's a billowing smoke and everything that's coming out of there. There's some things that are timed wrong there. Oh wow! It's like it's like a movie mistake in, mm-hmm. in one of the most classic movies of all times. Yeah. Because she wasn't there to be able to film another take on that. Okay. You know, right, so that right. was that was actually yeah. the only the, the the physically only usable take on that. So they used that. Use yeah, that they used one, it in there. Right. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Uh, all right, which brings us number six, Annie. From Misery. Oh, Annie Wilkes. Annie Wilkes. From Misery. That was psychopath. That gave and that's me another nightmares. type, right? That gives you nightmares. I mean, imagine we being trapped. You know, it's about a writer. Yeah. He goes up. He's so excited. He finishes his novel. He's driving down, a little carried away on the snow during a snowstorm. Yeah. You know, rides right off the hill, right off the mountain, and then he wakes up and he's trapped. And I mean, he don't well, he, know he's he trapped broke, right he now. He broke his legs. He bro- and his, he's and all broken up. 
and she was and nursing him, him back right. to help. I mean, help. it sounds pretty yeah. nice at the beginning until you realize, hey, oh, I can't she, leave she was, here. She was a crazy fan of his because he, he was a writer. But right. she didn't want him to leave. She, she was obsessed. Leave. She's giving him drugs that keep him there. And There's one iconic scene well, in there where I... With, I, with the block with the between block. the legs. She hobbles him. Oh. Yes, yes. You know, and it was called hobbling. Oh, and she does it man. so a matter of fact. She's giving him a history lesson and she's strapping him tight and he's sweating. You know it's coming. And it was called hobbling. And she just does it. And the way you see the foot oh, just disjoint. Like, you know, the ankle, you know, whoa, this is serious. Oh, my yeah. God. That, that's one of those scenes that stands out well that, like, that's that's to out. me what puts her high on our list here that we that she's yeah. one of the most iconic villains oh in and, cinematic and Chris, history she's trying like hey you cocky doodle you know the words she uses she's those <laughs> yeah. strange words she's calling people out it's just very fun you dir- dirty birdie and yeah. stuff Playing like that, that. foosball that wrong movie but <laughs> yeah, that but was water boy. <laughs> water boy she was, she was in that also right? that's funny oh my god <laughs> but yeah so you wouldn't want to be trapped with her and that's you know everyone's nightmare literally not being able to leave and then he devised a whole nice plan to escape I yeah. mean, it's a very interesting yeah. movie yeah but, um Good character she played. He's uh, the, the, just the, just the idea of that being completely trapped and, and completely incapacitated. I mean, if he was in a hundred percent health, she wouldn't have been as scary, right? But it was the fact that he was all broken up and she continued to break him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, at your weakest she point, kept he him somebody right yes. incapable. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brings yeah, us to number so. five, an unlikely uh, nemesis or villain. See, I, I like that we brought this one up for number yes. five. This is a really cool thing because yeah. it's not a human being. <laughs> right. Right. The it sh- is, it is yeah. the shark from Jaws as number five, which is freaky to me. I even thought about putting it higher on the list because you don't, you can't like go to his lair. No, and get him. You don't know where he is. He's out there. You know what I mean. You can't. He's... You can't make a plan. No, for it really. I mean, no. Yeah. Well, you know, they were. They, he was able to. Brody was able to draw him out of the water and get him. Yeah, but it's just freaky because you're in his territory. Yeah. And what's great about that is the enemies, you don't see the shark most of the time. He's swimming yeah. around, you don't know where it's coming. So it's what you don't see that's so scary. Yeah. And which brings, of course, the music aspect into it. Why is it really scary? Well, the music is telling us it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Boom, boom. It starts slow, and then sometimes you think the shark's there, and it's not. That's the brilliance of John Williams uh, yes. doing yeah. that, because it's just it was such a simple thing. Now, a, a lot of the thing with that to me you didn't see the shark for most of the movie right. yeah um there were a lot of technical difficulties on the set with the shark they, they nicknamed the shark bruce on the set that was the that was the name of the shark that doesn't really seem so scary when you call him bruce hey there's bruce <laughs> <coughs> but um the, you know there were so many technical difficulties that uh, steven spielberg came uh, with up with other ways to uh, show the shark coming rather than having the shark in there and that makes it even more scary yeah, like that stalkerish um almost kind of like in halloween you yeah. know that we just point of view michael myers thing which we actually didn't put a lot of the people that would have been on this list on the list because we didn't want to name some of the horror films too many of the yeah, same well, type of people we have a lot of honorable mentions here like michael myers norman bates jason of course yeah um I'm, I'm still I'm still debating about Norman Bates. I think he would have been good on the list. Yeah, I um, I just I think he's not any. The movie cycle might be better than some of the other ones, but I don't think he's any more evil than. 
Jason or yeah. Freddy well, or you Michael. You take the character so, out yeah, of the we, movie, how scary put some of these people that were similar, and they're just kind of on the list here. Not the top ten, but, I mean, another guy that we didn't put on the top ten is the guy Alex the Large from uh, Clockwork oh. Orange. And I only could watch that movie once because it <laughs> freaked me out. Some of the scenes and some of the weird oh, stuff that he was you doing. Oh, You have nightmares. You have yeah. true nightmares yeah. with that one. Because it was yes. just like, what is going on yeah. with this guy? What is? You almost he doing? had to give it a new category when that film yeah. came out. Like, what is it? Yeah. Sci-fi? It's horror. Right. You don't right. know where to place right. that one. So, yeah, that sticks it out in your <laughs> mind for sure. Yeah. So, um, and uh, who was the other one that we mentioned? The, the guy that you were talking about from Blue oh, Velvet? Oh, yeah, Blue Velvet. Well, I'll forget about that. That's uh, Dennis Hopper right. in Blue Velvet. I mean, he plays Frank Booth. I mean, he is so crazy in that. It's just something you got to see. It's a David Lynch film. Um, you know, it's it's something to see. It's hard right. to explain his character, and I don't want to quote him, you know. Right. He's a character in that one. <laughs> Ooh, you know, he's like, we're giving our neighbor a joyride. It just gets really crazy. There's some good scenes in that. Um, McLaughlin is in that the one who play uh, who's McLaughlin. Um, yeah, McLaughlin. What's his name? Um, the one who plays uh, in the Doors. Also, he plays Ray Manzarek from the Doors. Kyle McLaughlin. Kyle McLaughlin. That's the one who plays. Oh, McLaughlin. Yeah. I thought you. Yeah. Heard no, I, I know I would get his name. McLaughlin. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but he plays the guy that he goes against. Is very good. Yeah. Good film. But I talking in circles. But yeah, the 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 shark was creepy because of that. That lurking, that you don't know. Oh, sure. And they see you, but you don't see them. You yeah. know what I mean? That That's kind of what gets you freaked out about that. And that's one you really do. Even to this day, I hesitate to go swimming too deep in the ocean. Yeah. It's one of those things because it is definitely a possibility. Mm-hmm. You know, all these things out there well, we're, can happen to you. We're in New York, for anybody who doesn't know that. And and this had taken place in Jersey Beach. is is it was kind of based on loosely on a, right. a true story in Jersey Beach of this happening, which is, you know... Pretty close to us. Yeah. Yes. And uh, I remember being in that same beach where this story took place when I was uh, a kid. And it, my father is completely paranoid about it. He's like, don't go in the water. Don't go anywhere near the water. Gotta... Like, there's people in the water. The idea of the shark <laughs> like attacking again in this waters are, are crazy. But that's what, the, that's what that was um, based on, you know? And then you had Jaws 2, then Jaws 3, and one is even, I think they flew to the Bahamas and the shark followed them for vengeance. <laughs> That's when you knew they're going a little bit off the deep end with that. Yeah, you we're going to... That got no a little crazy, those. Yeah. <laughs> no oh, boy. Hey, bringing us to number four, um, Darth Vader. Yes. You know, this one, Darth Vader for me... Oh, he's playing some music for me. Look at this. <laughs> Now, where does this come from? It's the Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> now, you so, got to play Well, that's not the Darth theme for Vader Darth Vader, theme. right? I don't know. What were you thinking? Play Darth Vader. Sith theme. was scary, too, but Darth Vader came first. And I remember when he first made his appearance, of course. And an interesting note is when I saw Star Wars, I was one of the first group to see Star Wars. It was the premiere. Oh, yeah. It was in the Ziegfeld Theater in Manhattan. And this is how early it was. The whole orchestra was playing. Right. There was no soundtrack. So the orchestra in live, even John Williams. I don't know if John Williams was there because I wouldn't have known him at the time. Yeah. But it was with the Boys Club of Queens. And we all went to Manhattan. It was like hundreds of us. And we went to watch this. And I'll never forget. I mean, the actors were in the back. Yeah. And I'm about like six or seven years old. So I didn't know the significance. I'm like, yeah, that probably always happens. You know, I didn't appreciate it. But it was such a cool moment. Right, right. Absolutely. Well, you got the the song that goes with them. The the, You know, the music uh, is, is great. And just the whole... 
What a creepy way to go about like a character is just that breathing, that heavy, heavy breathing. breathing. Yeah. yeah, and he's yeah. so direct. Yeah. You know, when Darth Vader spoke, you knew what he's. You know, he's just very clear. And yeah. it's so evil. It's kind of it, it's set up like a dictator. Right. You know, you have the army that's that's in front sure. of him, and and all listen to everything he's lingering on every word he says, and they do what he says. That's it. And his James you know? Earl Jones is the voice of yeah. Darth Vader, and yeah. he had such a strong voice. How could you say no to Darth Vader? Yeah. He was also, he was also Mufasa in Lion King, but <laughs> <laughs> couldn't say, say no to either of them. You know, yeah. <laughs> do what they say. <laughs> That was like Sundays, 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 Sundays. It's horrible. Um, yeah, well, Darth Vader is just absolutely iconic. I, I mean, that that it's the whole look, it's the whole thing. Uh, you know, as um, not a huge fan of the first three prequels, we'll say to the originals. Uh, there was that moment when you saw that first time that Darth right. Vader had donned that black helmet. Mm-hmm. And it was like, wow. That, to me, the whole trilogy was, was one thing and it was there and it was kind of telling the backstory or whatever. But it, it, that's the only thing that made that trilogy good to me. <laughs> was that, to fill in the was blanks. Was to fill in the blanks and, and that moment when you see him don the helmet for the first time. Yeah. And it's just that iconic thing. Um, they had said when they were on set and, and he eventually put on that mask right. that the, the whole crew and everybody was like, wow, like, yeah. <laughs> you know. And sometimes it's hard to appreciate it. Like when you now, like our days, when you look back to when it first came out, it's very unique. Now oh, sure. I think people are overwhelmed. There's so many different things. It's not the same. Right. But imagine watching Star Wars for the first time in that year yeah. before yeah. anything like it right, existed. Right. Oh, sure. So it was different kind of power, which, you know. Is said that you can't recapture that, but I think some of the yeah. But you know what? There'll, there'll be something else out there that right. that'll capture that our that imagination. Something and I mean, and also even if you look at the the episode seven, the Force Awakens, the Kylo Ren's whole biggest fear is that he won't be as powerful and respected as Darth Vader. Yeah, it, it's like a precedent that's set. <laughs> right, and that's it. Yeah, he's right. it. You know what I mean? So it's something that's lasted for a while. That's true. So. Yeah. Well, we we have yet to see where where he's going to go with yes. that. Whether he will be just as dark and evil. Although, I mean, just looking at his his costume, it's almost the bite off of Darth Vader. It's like a simplified version of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know. So it's it's something to think about. I'm curious where they're going to go with that, and and how they're going to how they're going to incorporate. And speaking of, we just actually saw the trailer for the. We new just saw one. the trailer for uh, Rogue uh, Rogue, Rogue One. one. Yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, it looks pretty good. Looks good. And tell me, that fills in. When does that take place? That, is that it fills in a gap somewhere in the earlier um, between the first or the, well, now. I think I, I want to say between episode three and four, or between four and five. So somebody can quote me on that. And, okay. And and uh, you know, tweet us at at Hecklecane Inc. and uh, let us know what it is because I don't remember offhand. Okay. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I mean it's, it's it's some iconic stuff going on now. Yeah, so, absolutely. and would the villain still be Darth Vader at that time period? At that time period, I believe be. so. Okay. I believe that would be Darth Vader. Yeah. All right, so uh, moving on, number, number three. three is the Joker. And uh, now, any particular Joker? When you say the Joker, I, I you mean think, the character? Well, you just associate I mean, I, with an actor? I, I, well, we've well, been, we've been talking character, primarily so. the Joker as okay. as its own thing. Um, obviously. You know, Heath Ledger and Jack Nicholson stand out to me. Uh, they both did a great job. But the Joker himself, 
is what we're talking about. Then. Well, there's so, there, there are so many people that have iconically portrayed the Joker. Yeah. Uh, you you got the 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 cartoon version of it with Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. Um, you have um, Cesar Romero. Cesar Romero. You have um, Heath Ledger. You have Jack Nicholson. These are all iconic portrayals of this. Sure. Um, the character itself supersedes the limitations of the actor. I think. I think he's going to be continuing on to 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 evolve and still be a cinematic villain. Yeah. For forever, absolutely. Uh, I mean, Jared Leto is now getting a chance to do his um, his version of it, and yeah. uh, looking forward to that one Definitely. too coming out. Yeah, so. Suicide Squad. Um, but also, my, one thing that I always liked about Joker and the whole Batman Joker thing that was unique is the whole, you know, usually the villain. You think of a villain, you think of him as dark and mean look on his face. And that's not the case with Joker. He's a bright, colorful guy, smiling, laughing all the time. But he's yeah. as evil as any of them. You know, he just doesn't care. Especially, you know, if you look at what's been made of him as of late in the last six, seven years. Yeah. As somebody that has no reason to do what he's doing. You don't fully know his backstory. He just doesn't care and wants craziness. I think that's why a lot of children to this day are afraid of clowns. You yeah. know? <laughs> Even though it's supposed to be something I think fun, some, you look at a clown, it might be scary. Yeah. Right? Innately, it's, it's right. a freaky something thing. freaky about yeah. clowns. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got the killer clowns from outer space. That's yeah. another one. Those are some villains also. Yeah, Pennywise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Pennywise that, that's why it freaked right. me out. That, Poltergeist, there was a doll, a ventriloquist. A ventriloquist? <laughs> what was that? I couldn't even say that. A dummy, you know, from ventriloquist, but it was a clown, but... Mm-hmm. I, was not, I think that was a part of my past when I was that ventriloquist. Ventriloquist. Can't even say the word. Like I, I, I move my mouth all the time. Okay. I'm going to go as far as saying it, it was a marionette. It wasn't, a, it wasn't even. I know. It was a marionette puppet. <laughs> But the Joker, yes, I think that's, <laughs> that, that's a real scary character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, he's gonna hurt you and he's gonna make you well, laugh at the same time, uh, leaving you know, a joke behind. He's there's no sense of self-preservation with him either. He doesn't get if he dies, he doesn't care. Right. There, there seems to be that which, which when you don't have that, there's there's something so innate in all of us that we go, okay, well, we have to survive. Right. When you have nothing to lose, when you have you nothing to scary lose, character. wow. That's, right. that's what makes him iconic. And if he dies, he dies. Yeah. Which brings us to another one, Drago from... Uh, no, but he's oh, not, yeah. They're if not on dies, our list. He he's but, not on know, the list, but Ivan Drago, was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ivan Drago. Him. Mr. T was also a great villain <laughs> yeah. from the Rocky series. Yeah. But they didn't make our list, but yeah. I couldn't hold back. Thanks for teasing everybody with you know, it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, number two. We had some debate on this one. Uh, whether to put this as our number one or number two. And uh, you know we're the camp is kind of split, but uh, I, I think it it won it won out as number two. <laughs> um, An iconic figure, Dracula. Yeah. And the thing about Dracula is he does go back. He's been in existence what a hundred years in books. I mean, this is a character that continues. Bram, St- Bram Stoker wrote the character a long time ago. I'm not going to give an exact date because it was a long time ago. Right. 
And you could think of all different actors, Bela Lugosi. I mean, there's so many different ones yeah. that play Dracula, but it's actually the Dracula character himself that you think of. Right. And it was the black and white. There was some black and white Dracula well, that was he, real scary. I don't know the actor, but he had different pointy ears. I remember the way he leaned out of the coffin, like totally just straight, like yep. his knees straight. And I never forget that scene. And that yep. was when it was black and white, which added to the scariness of it. Well, sometimes. even even the, the very first um, vampire film was Nosferatu. And that was kind of, that was very loosely based on Dracula, but it was still Dracula. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. even though it wasn't specifically Dracula. Then they made Blackula. It was Black- a Black <laughs> Dracula. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, I do remember that yeah. one, yeah. That was, that that was, was the guys who did Naked too. Gun, right? No, no, it was actually a scene. I know, it sounds like it's a spoof, but it actually was a scary movie yeah. as well, Blackula. But, yeah, it was for its but, day. Uh, but yeah, I think he's as iconic as it gets. Um, yeah. I mean, how long he's been around. Uh, you know, just all the stuff that goes along with the the the, the stories. Um, you know, the fact that he's supposed to be like this demon character. Um, I, I to me, that's as evil as it gets. Is Dracula? Well, there's, there's also the 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 drawback too to what what was the, this was based on something that people came up with. You know, like yeah. they always said that it was um, based on a, on account from way back when, right. Right, right. Was it based on his, any true? Maybe he liked drinking blood. You yeah, know, he wasn't a well, true. There's a lot of stories. Immortal, there's but... a lot of stories from like the 1800s and stuff where there right. where there were there were vampire esque type of things. But the the, the specific uh, lore of Dracula, you know, was is that character is so iconic and it's been portrayed so many times mm-hmm. in movies. And I mean, even Abbott and Costello, which goes back way, was yeah. of you know Dracula, yeah. Frankenstein, the Wolfman, like they all united one time. Yeah. But wasn't that actually Be- Bela Lugosi in that? Yes, Bela Lugosi. Yeah, he was actually in it. The- yes, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Was in, uh, Francis Ford Coppola did Bram Stoker's, Bram Stoker's, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Dracula. Right. And that was in the early nineties, and that was that was an awesome one. Um, so yeah, that was uh, to to me stands out. Now, is Dracula always scary or only at night? Like, in a day, are you totally safe from Dracula? Because well, it depends, depends on the folklore. Yeah. Right, right. So, all right, moving on to our number one spot. Hannibal Lecter. From Silence of the Lambs. Have the lambs stopped crying, Clarice? All right, give me, give me the fava bean <laughs> line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, here is our... Put the lotion in the basket! Sorry. <laughs> There's another great line from Science of the Lambs. <laughs> oh, this, this is our number one choice. Um, and now we had to justify this. Obviously, we said that, uh, you know, Dracula and, and this one and, and Hannibal Lecter were two, um, two top picks for us, obviously. Mm-hmm. Why are we going with Hannibal Lecter? For me, Hannibal Lecter, he's scary because he's very intelligent. Like, extremely smart. So, he's very hard to outwit. And I think he's a type of guy, if he's if he's looking for you, he's going to find you. He's yeah. one of those characters. Plus, he'll eat you. Yeah. He'll have you for dinner, <laughs> which is, you know, just the thought That's of that just a sick thing, thing yeah. right, in his mind. And, you know, he'll wash it down with some fava beans <laughs> on top of it. So, it's, yeah. Yeah. Scary character. Look at the way they transfer the guy. <laughs> Wrapped <laughs> yeah. up with a mask on. I mean, that, there's something wrong with that guy. And he plays psychological games. Yeah. He makes the other guy kill himself. Multiple migs. Yeah. <laughs> he makes him kill himself in his cell next door. Yeah. Right. And, and again, this is another one that's been 
played by multiple people. Um, you know, it's on the there's the new uh, TV series that's on right now, I believe, or maybe maybe it just ended uh, the the run. Uh, but uh, Mads Mikkelstein, uh, I probably pronounced that wrong, uh, plays Hannibal Lecter on Hannibal. On it's a TV series. Right. Um, great job. I mean, to to me, the iconic one. Is Anthony, Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins. Yeah, yeah, you know. Absolutely. Um, and a couple of different people have gotten to play this this character. When when there's multiple performances of a particular character, that's when you know that, oh my God, this is like, this is, this is bigger than any one actor, yeah. bigger than any one thing. The you character know? takes on its own individual. Yeah. It's funny. I think when I went to Atlantic City, I actually, you know, they have those cars. I had to bring an extra cart when I was staying there and has the straps. Right. So, you know, I leaned against it like this and they strapped me in and they made me look like I was Hannibal Lecter. Mm-hmm. There's a picture floating around. Mm-hmm. So check out that picture somewhere <laughs> posted online <laughs> of Wayne as Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> Hannibal Heckler. Hannibal, Hannibal Heckler. Heckler. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note... <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for tuning in and listening to us. Uh, we are the Imperfect Podcast. If you want to hit us up with any questions or comments on the video, uh, you can either do it in the comment section or you can hit us directly at Twitter and we'll get right back to you um, at Heckler Kane Inc. Uh, Heckler and Kane Inc. That's our names. You know. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. Good night.